All right, welcome back to the Working on the Dad podcast. I am Alex, and with all, with me as always is Ethan. Ethan, how are you doing, man? I'm doing all right, Alex. Thanks for asking. It's uh, been a you know uh, interesting week in uh, the household, but for the most part, uh, pretty good. You? I'm I'm doing well. I decided I'm in one of my two recording locations, either in my house or in my wife's office, and I decided to spruce up. The recording area. I wore a different shirt than last time. Um, so for everybody on YouTube, I actually do own multiple shirts. But I decided to grab some some of the kids' artwork to spruce up these white walls I got going on behind me. So I'm doing pretty good. But um, today we are actually talking about something that you know, putting a, a short label on it, like working on childcare, probably not as easy. But basically. I would say the the stigmas around being a, a dad who actually parents. But mm-hmm. uh, first, let's get into the wins and the losses for the week. Uh, Ethan, you want to start us off with your your win of the week? Yeah. Um, so our my win this week has uh, been about uh, eating, where I was just on Saturday with with my solo dad days. I didn't actually get my daughter to eat a normal, you know, two and a half meals. And I'd say lunch is always a crapshoot. There's usually a big snack in there. But I think uh, bites per capita went up this this week between sharing food with me, having a waffle. So I had a waffle in the morning. We went to the farmer's market. She shared my bagel sandwich with me. She then wanted multiple rounds of cottage cheese. Her snack, she ate a good dinner, and it was like, you know what? Awesome. You ate more than you normally do, even though it was non-traditional. And to me, that's a win. What about you? Um, So we, you know, full transparency, we've recorded this episode about uh, three days after the last time we recorded. So there hasn't been as much time to think about or achieve a lot of wins and losses, but I'm going to give a shout out. It's the last week of school. Uh, We're recording the week before Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And or Memorial, Memorial Day, Day, excuse me, Memorial yeah. Um, woo, uh, okay. but we are recording the week before Memorial Day, and so just wanted to give a shout out to the last week of school because I feel like it's a win getting the kids through the school year, moving on up. My daughter's going into VPK next year, which is voluntary preschool for those not in Florida, um, which is a more structured program and all that stuff, and getting my son, both kids, through his first year, even though it's only been about three months for him. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty smooth sailing mm-hmm. for both of them. So, so that's, that's my great. win. Uh, what about, uh, what about your loss for the week? So my loss for the week is not due to anything I've done. I guess there's some lack of action, but there's really not much I can do at this point is my daughter seems to be the victim of multiple biters in her class. Ooh. This is the like fourth time in the last month and a half where I've had to sign an incident report that she was bitten. And, you know, just to bring a little bit of levity to the situation, I did ask the teacher if I am dressing her a little bit too appetizingly. Uh, she didn't think that was the problem. <laughs> uh, my daughter just seems to get bitten unprovoked. And the the low is because I'm kind of just at a loss. Of, there's not much I can do. So... Um, you know, maybe that's a cop out answer for low of the week, but I, uh, I also didn't know we could kind of skip high of the week till you started saying something. So, uh, good stuff. (laughs) Well, I, it wasn't meant to be a skip. I just, I don't have, the kids have been great this week. Right. And so 
I have some some small wins that I'm sure I could I could think of, but it hasn't been anything remarkable um, in the last three in terms days. of just yeah in the in the yeah. last three days and so uh, sort of been racking my brain and then on the loss front it's kind of similar unfortunately you know the the kids have been great haven't been a lot of issues but um, yesterday I had to take my son for booster shots. Right. Mm, so that's, that's my okay. loss. Um, yeah. I've, I've definitely been there with the, with the incident reports, um, more receiving, uh, incident reports than having to, to sign that my kid did something wrong, which I think is always a win, but, uh, I feel that, but yeah, yeah. Yesterday I had to take my son for booster shots and that's never fun. I had to do it solo and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, he just, he's a happy go lucky kid. And he was just really frustrated the whole time measuring his head yeah. measuring his height he didn't want to be laid down on the table i was like buddy you got to save it because the worst part's coming you know and yeah. so I, he gets his booster shots and he hates the lady that's given them to him mm-hmm. and he's just crying and bawling and we get back to the waiting room and i can't even hear her through the glass trying to schedule the next appointment i have to set him down and let him walk around the waiting room luckily nobody else was in there but walk right. around the waiting room and just ball his eyes out just so I could hear her and then I get ready to say goodbye. I'm like, say goodbye. And he's like crying. And when he says goodbye, he blows kisses now. And so he's like, (laughs) (laughs) blows blows the lady a kiss that he's screaming at. Uh, So I thought it was kind of funny. You know what? This wasn't scripted, but your low actually is a nice segue into today's topic. Uh, As the, uh, as the parent that works from home, uh, my wife does not, I tend to do a lot of solo doctor's appointments, particularly sick visits, the ones that spring up. And that yeah. kind of leads into what we wanted to talk about today. And um, we are millennials and we are dads. And there has been a lot of changes in generational parenting from not just technology, not just to um, what is acceptable and what is not styles of parenting, but in general, what it is like to parent as a dad, as opposed to what it's like when we were dads. And I know we ha- grew up with um, different parenting situations. Your my my dad was a great dad. He was very involved. So sure. when I hear the way my mom compliments me on like the way I parent my my daughters and how involved I am and how I know so many things intuitively, I'm wondering, was my dad bad? I don't think so because he was there and I remember him there and I remember all the stuff he did. So what I wanted to talk about today is how being the primary parent, at least in the public eye, in my situation, we talked about before how I am the ones that get, I'm the one that gets the girls to school. I am solo on Saturdays where I do farmer's market and library and stuff that's easy to do solo that doesn't involve a car. But people see me every day and they call me super dad. And I hate that false false compliment because really I'm not going to say I'm just a bare minimum dad, but I'm doing what to me feels like the bare minimum. I am feeding my kid. I am taking care of my kid. I am spending time with my kid. And yeah, I do know my kids' middle names because I picked them. That shouldn't be a shocker to others. Oh, you get patted on the back for knowing the middle names? 
I, you know, I actually stole that from somebody's, uh, um, uh, <laughs> from somebody's, comedy special. I know. Okay. But, yeah, no, no. but it's just, it's just kind of, I wanted to exaggerate how ridiculous sometimes it is. So okay. yeah. my dog, my wife works on Saturdays, which is why I'm solo every Saturday. And yeah. her, she has coworkers who are clearly either Gen X or probably younger boomer and some like septuagenarian coworkers who were moms in different times. And every time she goes to work, someone new will ask her, what are they, who's with the kids today? And she says, their dad, obviously. And they go, oh, wow, really? He can do that? And it has nothing to do with whether or not they've met me, whether or not they personally feel like I am capable. But it bums me out that I get a lot of credit. And I know you and I have known each other for a long, long time. So you know how much I love credit. But I've actually found something <laughs> where it annoys me that I'm getting credit for just doing the job of dad. I wanted to be a father. I wanted to be involved in my daughter's lives. So it is wild that people look at me riding riding solo with my stroller and the infant on my uh, on my chest in a carrier on Saturdays and I've been given free food. I'm stopped by people who like compliment on how happy my daughters look but also wow where's the where's the mom uh when i walk through the farmer's market there are alcohol um shops and and they all come up to me and they go solo dad solo dad here have a shot give it a try i appreciate that i love the free alcohol but also do i look like i need a drink it's 9 30 in the morning on a saturday you need one now talking about the experience that's (laughs) an entirely different matter that's 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 true it does it's and it's a weird conflicting feeling of emotions for me because uh yes i am somebody who does enjoy credit where credit is due but also i love my kids i wanted to be their dad it is crazy that lit that to me doing the bare minimum is what is enough for praise and so it makes me question how involved with my dad because like i said my mom even will compliment on how much i'm involved in my kid's life and i know part of it is that i am the work from home parent and 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 it's a it's very different in terms of just like what we've gone through as parents compared to our own with the pandemic with mass shootings with technology and um, television being on constantly. It's just a very, and like rules about screen time. So it's a different generation. But that said, sure. my dad was actually the primary parent, work from home parent. He like, I consider him the pioneer of work from home ever since my younger brother, uh, ever since I was 10 and my younger brother was seven, he m- switched to a home office. So he was the one making dinner every day. He was the one dropping yeah. us off. And it's like, my mom was there. My mom came home every day to a home-cooked meal and her kids being alive. So it shocks me when my own mom is just like, oh, you're so involved. And I know you grew up with it uh, with different family circumstances than me, but it's just like, how do you feel about not you're, – you're obviously not a bare minimum dad. Yeah. And sometimes I do find you to be a super dad. But how do you just feel oh, about you. your place? <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I get a lot – of similar comments to you because I would say to the public eye, I am also the public or the primary parent, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My wife and I both work from home. We both have that um, opportunity, but 
being self-employed, mm-hmm. working mostly on a contractual basis, doing what I do, I have so much flexibility in my schedule, right? right? right. I can I can clear out my schedule, save meetings with clients um, and work in the evenings if I need to or something like that. So I'm the one doing drop off every single day. I'm the one, you know, doing grocery shopping. Now, granted, we do a lot of curbside pickups, so I'm not seen in the grocery store as much. But my daughter um, is old enough to be a pre-pandemic baby, right? Mm-hmm. She's yeah. she's really the only one that falls totally in that category. But there was plenty of times where before the pandemic, I was taking her into the grocery store before curbside pickup was so prevalent and all that right. kind of stuff. And so there are definitely some things that annoy me about the situation. Like if one of the kids gets sick or has to get sent home, like our son had to get sent home because he banged his head on the playground. He was totally fine, but their policy is head injuries, send them home. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. anytime that happens, they always call my wife. And my mm. wife, she works from home, but she has a job and her job involves a lot of meetings and calls with her clients. She's a personal trainer and things like that, that her calendar is pretty booked up. And so that means that like she is, you know, she's not the primary person and she can't always pick up the phone when someone calls, right? Because she might be on a FaceTime with a client using the very phone that they're trying to call and she can't like end that call with a client. Right. And so it's pretty frustrating that I'm always the second call. Did, and we tell them, we tell them that mm-hmm. I should be the first call, but sort of this, this old, I, I, this ingrained culture of the mom's the primary caretaker. Right? right. And again, you know, I do most of the cooking. I do most of the like daily maintenance chores, like cleaning the cat's litter box, wiping mm-hmm. down the kitchen counters. My wife is more of the come in and do the big deep cleaning kind of things when the bathroom needs to be cleaned once a week nice. or making the bed because I don't see the point. Yeah. Um, but fudge is the point. You're just going to sleep in it. Yep. But, <laughs> you know, and we're not expecting any visitors, right? <laughs> but <laughs> that all being said, you know, I, I, so I get a lot of that and I also get it on the cooking front, especially mm-hmm. I find it really interesting that like I have cooked for a very long time. I've been the primary cook in my house for a very long time. Before I even met my wife, it was one of those things where, as you mentioned, I grew up with a different family situation than you. And that's to say my parents divorced when I was four. My dad is not an absentee father. And so I don't want to make it seem like, you know, I had some hard luck, hard scrabble childhood. Um, But I was at his house every other weekend. I mm-hmm. went to dinner with him on Thursday nights, but he wasn't there for the breakfast, packing me up for school, dinners in the evening, putting me to bed kind of thing on a regular basis. Um, and so my mom, she worked a eight to five job. Um, and so when I was old enough, you know, it was like I would take the bus home. I would be responsible for doing my own homework. And then I would quite often start on dinner prep, if not cook the whole meal um, when I'm 12, 13 years old. Um, so it's not new to me, this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, but when people hear that I cook, especially the older generation, uh, boomers, especially yeah. a lot of them are like, wow, you cook. Um, wow. I can't believe that. Oh, look at you, you know, and give me this kind of weird pat on the back. Um, or when I'm out, you know, especially previously when I was out with my daughter, you know, oh, wow. Dad taking care of the kid today. I'm like, yep. Yeah. Pretty much every day or, you know, when my son was not in daycare, it meant I had this wonky 
work schedule and he was coming with me to places if I did have to go into a store or if I did have to go somewhere. It's like, oh, running chores with dad today. Um, so I get that. But I the thing I would push back on, and I, I think this is, you know, interesting is the bare minimum comment. Cause I mm-hmm. agree with you. What we do feels like the bare minimum for us because right. maybe we wanted to be dads more than some other parents out there. Um, I know there are situations and I don't have specific examples mm-hmm. of maybe dads who weren't necessarily sold on wanting to be dads, sure, but it sure. was part of the bargain they made for the partner they wanted to be with. It's like, okay, they want kids. So I'm going to have kids, you know, I agree to have kids kind of thing. Or maybe there's a dynamic where the dad is the primary breadwinner, you know, and I think that's how it was for the older generations where the men were much more commonly the primary breadwinners in the house, the ones working all the time. And I think there are still plenty of examples of guys who work all day while their wife Mm -hmm. is a homemaker, stay at home mom, and they come home and they want to kick back, have a beer. I don't necessarily agree that that's the best course of action for them, but I think that that's, that's still what's considered the norm by the older generation, even if it's not the norm anymore, because I think the, Mm -hmm. the deal, the bargain that is struck up between more couples in our generation is the kind of bargain that we have, that this is a co-parenting deal, that this is a, this is a shared deal and we're going to split the responsibility. But yeah, I mean, it's, and I, and, and thank you for keeping me in check and pointing out that terminology I used, I guess for me, and you know, this is me, the standards I have for myself as a father, I consider just being an equal partner, especially in 2023 to essentially be the bare minimum. So sure. I think of myself as a bare minimum dad, because I'm an equal partner in the, in, in our, in our, uh, in our household. And yeah. And you know, that's not for everyone. And I should not hold everybody to the same standards I hold myself. That is something I need to work on in all facets of, of my life. But I I hear what you are saying. And- I, well, and I'm not necessarily condoning it. So I want to like right. be clear on that because I think what gets lost in that older definition of this person's the primary breadwinner and this mm-hmm. person is the primary caretaker kind of dynamic is one – I think as we have realized on the days that we are solo parenting, like it is not easy and it needs Mm -hmm. to be treated like a career. Yeah. Um, It needs to be treated like a full-time job. And then when you get home, if you are the person who's out of the house making the money for the house, it still, I believe should become a collaborative effort that the whole idea of, you know, like I did my part, you keep doing yours, you work from 7am till 8.30pm or whenever the kids are in bed versus I work from 9am to 5pm and then I come home and I become another burden upon you, mm-hmm. more of a traffic cone in your way than somebody helping you out. Like I'm not, I, I'm not condoning that. I'm just, I'm more right. pointing out that I think that that's where it comes from. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're, to- you're totally right. It's just a, a different way of viewing things. And this isn't sure. just on this topic, but I've said many a time, there are some things that happen in this year of 2023 where I just can't believe it's still sure. happening. And, yeah. and I guess mostly what I wanted to just convey, if any of you out there feel this too, 
we are parenting in an entirely different world than our parents did. Uh, mm -hmm. Alex and I were both 34 years old. And yeah. um, in, the 20, in the 30 years since we were infant to toddler is entirely different than the 30 years that our parents had from, from our grandparents. And right. I mentioned some of the reasons why before, but one thing I've had to explain to my parents that uh, uh, multiple times until they really got it is that they were amazing parents, but they were playing baseball. I am playing basketball. It's a different ball game. There's just so much they... <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I didn't even mean to do that pun. It is literally just a different... There's different things going on. Like, they yeah. didn't have a once-in-a-generation pandemic. They didn't have the worry of every single time they dropped their kids off at school that they could... Um, they could not come home due to mass mass shootings. There wasn't the balance of television versus video chat and finding different ways to connect with people. It's just yeah. a different thing. And yeah, that also should impact or it does, I guess what, what needs to follow is the expectations of us as dad and what I would truly consider to be a super dad versus a yeah. bare minimum dad versus a good dad and yeah and i think that like i think that is just one of those things that i hear you and this is sort of like our daycare and childcare episode that i think we're trying to change the entire zeitgeist so to speak about the issue yeah um, I do that. So that, you know <laughs> but i think on a personal level for for everybody else out there i think if you are not the primary parent whether you're man, woman, doesn't matter. If you're the if you're not the primary parent, figure out ways that you can support because as as two guys who identify as the primary parent, I will say when you are on solo parenting duty, it is not easy, especially no. with multiple kids. With one kid, it can be. It can yeah. be okay if you 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 got the right things for that kid. But my kids, and I'm sure your kids are the same way, and maybe you don't know as much because your second child is not quite as old and she's at an age where she can just stay in the stroller. Maybe she can be content. But my kids are my kids are radically different, mm -hmm. right? And so luckily, the younger one is the go with the flow one. So nice. that whatever, whatever my daughter wants, my son's just kind of like, okay, I'm tagging along and I'm happy to be here. And that works and that works well. But I would say for those secondary parents, for lack of a better term in this context or conversation, I'd say figure out ways you can support the primary parent. Yeah. I figure out ways you can give them nice. days off. Figure out ways you can show them your appreciation. And that can come on entire days off or that can come on moments of like, hey, you know, maybe you don't have the energy to come home and cook a dinner. But maybe you do something that we've adopted where you do something like I am going to freeze all these ingredients to throw in the slow cooker in the morning. So all the prep is done and you just got to throw it in the slow cooker when you're ready to go. And this dinner's made and you've got that out of your hair, or I'm going to make sure I do all the dishes. I'm going to make sure I do this, that, and the other, I'm going to give you 20 minutes to yourself while I play with the kids after I get mm -hmm. home, whatever. Yeah. And the second thing is I would say on top of recognizing what a good job modern dads can be doing. It's also recognizing the contributions that moms have been giving 
And I think that equalizes the playing field because I would imagine that if we had moms on the podcast, there are plenty of mom resources out there where like they are feeling underappreciated for sure. doing the exact same stuff where we're saying we're feeling overappreciated. And, and, that, so and that's that pendulum a, can swing and so much a, even that. And that's an excellent point. And just like a simple example is uh, I think it was last week or the week before I brought both girls to school like I normally do, but the baby also needed new diapers. So I also had a sleeve of diapers. So I just looked like I was holding more and sure. the director of the school ran out of her office and was like, oh, let me help you, grabbed the baby and so that I had nothing in my hands. And I told my wife about it, and she immediately was just said, I've walked in there in the exact same situation, and they didn't even bat an eye because they just think moms can handle it. And, and to put everything that you just said into perspective, you're right. Moms typically – get to be are unfortunately underappreciated and we as dads can sometimes be overappreciated. Sure. And I guess to wrap up this episode, I just want some equality. Yeah. I mean, and that would, that would be nice. And I think, you know, the thing that surprised me earlier about your conversation, I know you just said, wrap it up, but Mm -hmm. like the thing that surprised me was your own mom, you know, um, giving you, giving you so many pats on the back. My parents do a pretty good job of telling me that I'm a good parent. And that means a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, I respect both of their opinions, but I think given the fact of what I was talking about earlier about being a kid that would do chores and make dinner and do stuff since I was in middle school, my mom doesn't pat me on the back for those kinds of things. Cause she's like, I was doing it. I had to do it. And I taught you how to do it. Mm-hmm. So like, that's what, like, and, and, and it's one of those where I'm like, that's the kind of attitude that I want where it's like, I like hearing I'm doing a great job and raising mm-hmm. great kids. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. But doing the day to day, knowing how to feed them and clothe mm-hmm. them and bathe them and keep them alive. I agree with you. That's not, that's not overly worthy of applause. Like it is for moms mm-hmm. who don't get the applause that they should get agreed, but maybe stop clapping for the dads who are performing the exact same task. Cause it, 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 it does, it does feel like, you know, you've got to use your sports analogy. It's like, you've got two guys who are doing the exact same thing on the court. One's getting, one's getting all the accolades and the others not getting any attention. That's a great way to sum it up, man. And yeah, I just, I want to thank you, Alex, for, agreeing to do this topic same day with me. And yeah, I want to thank all of you for just kind of hearing me out. And I'd be curious to know if, uh, whichever, whether you're the mom, the dad, or just primary or secondary parents in general, if you feel similarly differently, am I getting it all wrong? I just, this was something I think about a lot because I would say it happens every, multiple days, a week of drop off every, at least every Saturday for solo And it's been on my mind for a while and I just wanted to say it. So yeah, thank you so much for working on the dad pod with us and all of the ways to communicate with us are listed on the show notes and you'll find at the bottom of the screen. So thanks everyone. Bye guys. Bye.